You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush, Ben Taylor, and Nate Pass. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's the Dad Bod Golf Pod, episode 39. We're, we're, we're reeling it in on number 40. We're fired up and ready to go. We got Kyle, Nate, Ben, and a special guest, uh, tour pro and former Auburn Tiger, Will Long. What's up, William? How's it going, man? Doing awesome. How are you guys? We're doing great. Doing great. Um, Will, we just uh, kind of reached out to you uh, last couple of weeks and uh, kind of struck up a conversation and wanted to get you on here. You have, a cool, you have some cool stories and an interesting journey to golf and uh, a cool uh, a friend, a, a really cool friend that um, we might like to be friends with too, but uh, you have some awesome <laughs> stories and stuff like that. So uh, just wanted to kind of get, get you on the pod, man, and uh, get you, get you in the mix. Yeah. This is the first time anyone's ever asked me to do a podcast. So I'm all, I'm all in. <laughs> That's awesome. So what we'd like to do just typically, you know, kind of introduce our audience to you. So, you know, biggest thing, just tell us, how you got into golf, um, like when you fell in love with it, your journey through like growing up junior golf, this, that, and the other, and uh, just kind of tell us more about who Will is. Well, so I played all sports growing up as a kid, um, just like pretty much everybody did. And right around probably age 12, I'd say, I had a group of friends. I was a member at the country club, but I didn't play golf then. I mean, I played a little bit, but not not like the other sports. Um and I kind of fell in love with it. I went down there one day and just caught the bug. And I've been playing ever since. Um, I had an unbelievable group of people to play with at Gaston. Um, Barter was one of them. Uh, there's probably seven or eight guys that played college golf that I grew up with. So it's it was crazy growing up. Um, but, yeah, that was that was my kind of how I got into uh, golf. That was Harold Varner, right? That you, you're yeah, about you Harold Varner. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're saying that, like, in high school, you were playing with, like, top-level talent, and you guys are 15, 16 years old and just having just death matches in the summertime. Oh, yeah. with- that's, that's how I got good at golf. I was, everybody was better. Everybody hit it further than me. Um, that's how you get better. You play with people that are better than you. You kind of watch what they do, and you just pick up on what they do and kind of implement it in your game. Now, did you get the bug, whereas you said that even though a member of Country Club, you didn't play a whole lot, and you said when you got the bug, was it one of those things where you had your parents drop you off, like, first thing in the morning, and they didn't come back till dark and grab you? or, or... <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, it kind of worked out. So uh, I live probably half a mile from the Country Club, and I used to ride my bike bike to the Country Club to play golf. Nice. nice. Just charge your dad's account. So, like, you just, didn't even have to. Exactly. You I just run up his tab it, every like, month. Run it up like, <laughs> like $1,000 worth of chicken fingers and french fries. Oh, yeah. Hot dogs, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, oh, boy. What about turkey wraps? Any turkey wraps in there? No. He was 15 no. years old. He already knew better. He was Not, already he was already a man before you, Kyle. He that's was an inside joke. Turkey wraps. That's an inside <laughs> joke, Will. I'm a big fan of turkey wraps. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so you have a you you grow up you you get the bug you got a high uh you know played with a lot of great guys in high school and then you go from high school to college at Auburn University tell us how that relationship started like how did you how did how did the recruitment go how did how did you get your name out there how did that whole thing work out so yeah um my swing coach growing up his name's Bruce Sudreth um he just turned 80 years old actually but he wow. he taught Nick Kleinard, my uh, my coach at Auburn uh he taught Nick growing up so 
we kind of had that relationship, that connection. So the recruiting process was pretty easy. But Auburn was the first school I visited, and it was the 2010 football season. Oh, and I got it. to go on the field. I saw Cam Newton on the field. It was unbelievable. Oh, wow. And that was the first experience I'd ever been at a college that I knew. Then, I mean, no one's going to, nowhere is going to top that experience. So it was pretty easy for me to decide. How many Auburn athletes have you heard that story from? Like they showed up in 2010 and all of a sudden they were like, yep, recruitment's over. Cam Newton's here. We'll win a national title. <laughs> I'm yeah, all in. I'm good. It's crazy. I don't, I, I don't think that place has been like that since him. Uh, it, I know it wasn't in my time. I mean, we went to a national championship, but he was, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he was he was great to watch. That, there's, that a, there's a statue for a reason. <laughs> yeah, for exactly. sure. For sure. That has to be. Um, I had I had a buddy. It was a little bit lower level, but I had a buddy who signed with Troy, and Troy played Missouri on TV on like ESPN on like a Thursday one night, and it was a pretty you know it was only game on TV, and Troy wins. Troy beats Missouri. They tear the goalpost down, and he was on his official visit that weekend. And he's like, it made me just so fired up. And, and, yeah. and I committed right there. So there's such a big impact. There's like a huge impact that like other, it, it's kind of like all works together. Like the other, if the other sports are good too, it helps, you know, obviously going to help all the other yeah. ones in recruiting. So. It's kind of unfair to other schools because that was my first visit and I was there probably at one of the best times in Auburn history, if not the best. So it was no other school could have could have compared to that experience. Did you know Coach Kleinard before you went to visit, or you just knew him through your swing coach? So, yeah, I knew him through my swing coach. That's how I, that's how I first met him. And he would come and watch me uh, have some lessons uh, early on. So that was huge in the recruiting process. He made it pretty easy. I got a question back to your swing coach. Do you and did Harold have the same? Do y'all have? Did y'all have? Did he have the same swing coach growing up? Did y'all were y'all coached by the same guy? Yes, sir. So he's still he's still coaching, and uh, yeah, I forgot to mention another guy I grew up playing golf with. He plays on the Corn Ferry Tour now, Taylor Dixon. Yeah. So I had him and Harold to play with. They're they're two current pros. And so he, he taught all all of those guys. One of the reasons I asked is because one of the first I think it's the first Instagram video you have. Y'all have a very unique like kick through move, and I was like the the oh, yeah. the first time <laughs> when I saw when, when I saw you swing, I was like. Dang, that guy! That looks like y'all's swings look so similar. Like you and Harold does it. It's very pretty. Fun. It's crazy. So pretty much everybody that takes from Bruce has a similar swing like that. Yeah, not completely similar, but it's kind of like you can kind of see it's it's a, the same guy that's coaching that person. For sure, for sure. I mean, it's like identical. So what is the theory behind that? What is what does that do? I might have to add this. I'm, I might get on YouTube. I really don't this. even know. I do it. It might be just from playing so much golf with Harold, but. Yeah. Bruce is all about rotation. That's pretty much all he coaches is rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Kyle, if you will, wait till you were in the middle of the round with me and Nate before you start making those adjustments. We'd greatly yeah. appreciate it if go. you'd do that. You'd try it then. Yeah, I'm thinking about just a whole swing overall. I may just I may go see may go I like see, it. May go like see it. He's pretty old there. school. He makes it his his lessons are real simple. It's none of that technical stuff. It's it's pretty easy. That's what I need. I need easy, easy, easy thoughts. Easy. Is thoughts. that something you appreciate? Because I'm sure that now with all the experience you've had, you've seen other guys working with other people, and I mean they got oh, computers absolutely. out, and they've got. And at the end of the day, you hear some of the old school guys, the the Jacks of the world, and the Gary players of the world, and um, I mean I know even Tiger goes back to some of those where it's just like just swing the club, man. Like it, exactly. an athlete. Yeah, exactly. Why make it harder? It's already hard enough game, so why make it harder? Yeah. Right. Good deal, man. So you go to Auburn, and this was – I feel like – I mean, y'all were obviously had, – had a lot of success, but I kind of feel like y'all were 
sort of like the building blocks to kind of get the ball really like y'all kind of sort of y'all help build the golf team to where it is sort of like right now, as far as like the level it is right now, y'all were like the first building blocks to kind of get the ball rolling at Auburn. Um, talk about that and, you know, the success and, and stuff like that, that you guys have, you were like incredibly consistent. Like your stroke average was like within decimal points. Yes. Like you're, just, you're just a steady dude for four years. Um, talk about that experience and, and, you know, kind of uh, let us in on behind the ropes, I guess, on Man, college golf. We had, and, we had such a good group. Um, it made it pretty easy to go to practice. We probably liked each other a little too much because when it came to qualifying, I mean, we had so much fun out there. But, yeah. <clears throat> what would you say the second question? What was the second part of that question? No, just uh, talk about your experience and, like, the, you know, I guess the success that you guys had and and what it was like kind of, I guess, building, like getting that built, the building part of it going with Nick. Yeah. So we were really, we were, I don't think there was a week where we weren't top 25 when I was there, which was pretty right. incredible. Um, we made the national championship every single season I was there, which I think we had a streak. I think it just unfortunately ended. We had a streak of I think seven, seven national championships in a row right? where we, where we made it, which is, it's hard enough to make it there. So that's a, that's a really good feat as it is, but yeah, we had an unbelievable group. It made it super easy to go to practice and we just kept getting better. Honestly, we all just, we made it to the number one team in the country. I think that was my junior year fall yeah. season, but yeah, we were the number one team in the country at one point, which was unbelievable. So you made a comment just a second ago, you were talking about you guys obviously very close. And then when you talked about qualifying, I mean, at that point, I mean, when you say qualifying, you're trying to beat the guys in your team for a spot, correct? Oh, so absolutely. Like, how does that dynamic change when that's more or less one of your best buddies and now you're trying to beat him for a place in the team? I mean, is there is there any awkwardness? Is there any tension after a, I after mean, a qualifier? Somebody misses a short putt to lose? I mean, it's kind of awkward, but I mean, you just got to push that stuff to the side and take care of business. I mean, there's only there's five spots for a reason. So you can't you can't put your friends on the line when you're qualifying. <laughs> So explain how qualifying actually, how y'all actually do qualifying. Explain how that kind of works. There was probably 10 different scenarios that coach put us through qualifying, but typically um, there'd be two exempt players, maybe two or three. um, And that would just depended on prior tournaments or their whole season, how they're playing. But yeah, they're typically we'd be playing for two or three spots. But sometimes coach would put um, – he would make all spots available. So we'd qualify for five spots. It really just depended how coach was feeling. So it just – it depended. It varied. So is it mostly – I mean, is it like 18 holes or do you do kind of like um, match, match play, 30? How does that – like how does that – Yeah, what's format the format? Yeah. Uh, it's always stroke play, but it's typically probably – certain qualifiers were six rounds, but t- typically probably three to four. Three to four oh, wow. rounds. Did uh did y'all ever do things um I, like I said I went to Tro- I went to Troy before I came to Auburn and they would do things like they would play like you had to tee they only had a nine hole course they would tee off everything had to be a five iron off the tee and that's that was like one one of the ways they caught did y'all ever do like crazy stuff like that or was it just pretty much you know get it and go um, play it's pretty much stroke play every time in qualifying but yeah. he would they would switch up practice a lot like they had, the practices varied every day we'd always right. have a new drill or it just depended really. Gotcha. Gotcha. What were so, some of the, uh, what were some of the favorite courses that you'd played when you were yeah. in college? 
Uh, my favorite was the farm. That, that was the first term of the year. I always loved that place. Um, and obviously, we got to go to Augusta two times. Actually, I only got to go to once, but they extended it to the juniors and seniors. And, of course, I was a senior. But I, I got to play Augusta oh, wow, uh, wow. when I was there, which is unbelievable. I mean, not many people can say that. So we were actually having this discussion. Have you played uh, Eastlake in Atlanta? I have. I have played okay. Eastlake. So, so give us a comparison, just difficulty-wise in the course, Augusta versus Eastlake. We'll, we'll let somebody um, who's played both of them settle it. It's completely opposite. Eastlake is so much tighter than Augusta. It's not even close. And the, it's just different grasses. So Eastlake, the rough is much thicker than Augusta. Mm-hmm. But right. Augusta is a bigger golf course. Like it's longer. The elevation's much more drastic. But Eastlake is much tighter off the tee. I got you. So if you're – so, so that that kind of what didn't quite. We're trying. We, we're trying to settle us, an argument. Yeah, give we, us, yeah give you're, us a you're, pick, having to, you're having to be the the, the mediator here. Pick, if you uh, if you had to like, if they said we're, right we're now, in arbitration right now, and if, we got to see who's right and who's wrong. We've played them both on Xbox. And that's where we're coming from. So we <laughs> no, need somebody not all who's of had us. Some of us are ground. adults. We're not playing on Xbox. So no, not all of us. If, if someone told you right now, you have to go shoot under par at one of the two courses which one do you choose augusta because i sprayed off the tee and there's no <laughs> chance i break part at east lake right now with those conditions good yeah. answer good answer that's 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 kind of what i've this that's that was my argument i thought that i felt like augusta you could get it in play out there and then you know yeah what, exactly from whatever whatever happens after that happens i know the i feel like it's 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 invert in like reverse like the the tee shots at East Lake are hard, maybe the second shots aren't quite as as tough as Augusta. In Augusta, the tee shots are a little bit easier. And the second shot, it's a second shot course anyway. Trying to get it on the right tee or this, that, and the other. So, so there we go. I finally get the I finally get a notch. I get a notch on my belt from at least one person. No, no, congratulations. It's not, it's not, it, we know you texted just, Will before this. Yeah, and told that's him to exactly. Say that. You've been the one that's been in contact with Will. I'm not buying it. I don't know what all you give. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell him, Will. Don't tell him we talked about it. <laughs> if I Is drove that, it straight off the tee, I'd probably pick his East Lake, but that's the worst right. part of my game easily. Then well, Kyle, Kyle would probably pick Augusta <laughs> yeah, too because he would pick straight off the tee. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I will say this from watching it this weekend is is four because camera never does it justice is four as intimidating with those two trees having to hit the field goal or is 18 the more at augusta the more intimidating augusta um the second shot or the tee shot the The tee tee shot shot. 18 not even close yeah yeah because you have to hit a cut off that tee there's no if and or buts about it if you start it anywhere right it's hitting the trees so you have to hit a cut and it's a it's a shoot for sure for Mm -hmm. sure there's also another hole is it is it eight where it's water all the way left and it's a real tight fairway and then you have bunkers or is that six at East Lake where it's East Lake? There's literally oh, nowhere to hit it. There's literally nowhere to hit the ball. Uh, I feel like there, there's a couple holes like that. <laughs> it's been probably two years since I played there. Yeah. I really don't remember. I got you. I got you. Cool. So um, you finish at Auburn and tell us kind of um, what you're doing now. Like what you know? What's the what's the process, what you're going through right now. And, uh, you know, tell, tell us about what kind of what's going on at right after Auburn up until like what you're doing now. Yep. Um, so I don't know if you guys knew, I don't play professional golf anymore. Um, oh, I've wow. been out of the okay. game since November, cool. but okay. I'll talk about the main tour. Yeah, like, sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's totally different from college golf. Um, it's much lonelier. Uh, it's for a sure. grind for sure. 
you got to be, it's, it's not, I mean, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't, ah, excuse me. It's much more tough, tough life for sure out there. Um, I mean, you, we've talked about, it. I mean, you got guys that are renting U-Haul vans to go to places. Oh uh, yeah. And you're, you're by yourself, you know, as, as I've, it kind of woke me up one time I was talking to Gabe Gross who played baseball at Auburn and then went on to the pros and I saw him in a gym here locally in Auburn working out. And so I'd known him before just from doing media stuff. And I said, uh, I said, you don't have a facility to go to. He said, no, man. He said, they kick you out at the end of the season. This is all on your own. He said, I got to show up at camp whenever spring rolls around. Everything is on me. There's no coach. There's no, you know, unless you're rich and you got a personal trainer that can follow you around, but I don't yeah, think, I mean, I don't think many tour players have got that. Most guys have a, like a small group of friends. I had a few guys that I hung out with, but typically it's pretty lonely. I mean, everybody's trying to scratch and claw and do whatever they can to get the next level. And that requires not really being friendly. I mean, most people are friendly out there, but you don't, it's, it's much stressful. more lonely. It's not a team atmosphere like college. So right. when we, I mean, I, I saw you a couple of times out there, obviously being a court guy, but we really met, uh, you were in the Monday qualifier group with Daniel Chopra and Duffy Waldorf for the Barbasol. I think you had yep. just graduated uh, and yep. I was caddying for Chopra. And um, I mean, that was, fr- I think you had graduated in May and that was yeah, July. That was so you had first just qualifier as a pro. I yeah. believe. So, I mean, I guess you're, I mean, you're doing everything. You're doing Monday qualifiers. You're doing mini tour events. I mean, it just seems like as soon as you get done with something, you're in the car headed to the next thing. Like there's no downtime. Oh, yeah. There's no free time. There's not, there's much, there's not much. It's a lot of, a lot of time in the car. Hey, Will, do you, um, I saw a picture on your Instagram. I think it's the second one. It looks like you possibly, have, do you, have you caddied much? Um, at all, yeah. At all? So, um, I've caddied twice for Taylor Dixon. That guy I mentioned on the corn ferry. I did those two events in the Bahamas. Um, not, not this year, but last year. Yeah. That was real That's tough. Fun. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, and I caddied for Varner in the Farmers Insurance this past January, and oh, I'm supposed to caddy for him next week too, in the or two weeks from now in, the, in Napa. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet. Uh, had you um, that? So the Farmers is obviously at Torrey Pines. Um, yeah. How much? I, I know you weren't there for the U.S. Open, but like, how much is that? That's is it? That's the South Course that they played the Open at? Is it? Is that? Yeah, correct? the South. That's how much? The, uh, course. Yeah. How much could you t- can you tell from when you were there to watching it on TV? Like how much different it really was? Like could you? Is there much that you could tell as far as like how um, much? Yeah. It's kind of two different times of year. So that time of year, it's a lot of it's humid and rainy, so it's a yeah. lot softer. The ball don't really go that far. The the air is real damp. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's totally different. Um, it played a lot more firm this year, but the rough was still extremely thick that in January just because of how the weather was. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I want to. All right. So I want to kind of uh, dive into this Harold Varner relationship because he kind of threw you under the bus recently, um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I I think you deserve the right to defend yourself. So for those that don't know. Um, this is just incredible to even think about that this situation even happened. I mean, yeah, that, that, nobody, it was two weeks. That was just unbelievable. I'll, I'll lead up to, I'll, I'll talk about it as we lead into it. Yeah. So, so Harold Varner goes on uh, the subpar podcast um, with uh, it's uh, Colt Nose oh. and the other guy. I can't think he's a caddy. Oh, I can't think of his name at the, at the moment, but uh, Steve, he, is that right? No, I may not be right. 
Uh, and they talk, they're talking with Harold and Harold talks about a time where they, they played golf with Michael Jordan and was it, where was it? Will it was at the Grove, uh, MJ's course, MJ's course, which is where it's in Jupiter, Florida, Jupiter, Florida. It's off the road. It's probably two or three miles off the road. Is that where they do the, is that where they do the airstrikes, the drones? Yeah. Yeah. It's, (laughs) It's unbelievable. So, so Harold goes on this Michael Jordan, this uh, podcast talking about Michael Jordan, uh, and he just throws our boy Will completely under the bus. He just basically said, Will just kind of got so nervous and couldn't play. And I mean, I was just like, man, he is, he is just really going, he's really throwing Will under the bus. So, I mean, it's in front of, it's front, it's in front of MJ. I mean, I get it. I get it. But I mean, I just, I mean, I feel like it might have been exaggerated a little bit. There's some details left out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's clear it up right now. Will, this is Will's (laughs) opportunity to defend himself, defend himself, clear the story (laughs) and set the record straight about his match around with Michael Jordan. So, And if there's any details yeah. about Harold's game that day that you'd like to share, feel free to do that. Yeah, well. the, mic is your, the mic is yours, sir. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how I even got down there, but uh, I was not expecting – we weren't even expecting to play that day. So um, it's a long story, but I'll get into I'll just talk about that day. No, uh, go tell the whole story. Yeah, 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 yeah whole we got, story. we're got not on a time minutes. limit here, no, so we, we got, want to we hear the whole plenty, thing. We got plenty we don't of get a, We don't get a chance to hear a lot of MJ stories, especially involving Auburn golfers and how they've been thrown under the bus by a buddy of theirs. And That's on tour. You get, yeah, you get <laughs> full – This is going to take five, five minutes at least to get to that part. So okay, right, bear with we're it, fine man. with that. Yes. We're good. Roll. All right, so um, – that was like right when I finished playing golf. So I was kind of done playing. Um, and he had just got done playing. I can't remember where it was. It was somewhere. He flew in on a Sunday night and it was the QBE shootout that week at the QBE shootout where they play a team, the team event. Yeah. yeah. And it was when uh, they were still testing for COVID. So it was Sunday night and he had to be in, it was, where was it? All the way down in the South Florida. I can't remember the town, but for the QBE shootout, he had to be there for the COVID test or he'd miss out on that. There was a it was a big purse. There's only 20 teams playing, so last place was guaranteed like a ton of money. So right. he needed a way to get down there, and there was no flights. So he texted me. I, I didn't have a job or nothing. I was, I was still kind of deciding what I was going to do. So he, he texted me. He's like, I need, I need you to drive me down there. So I drove him through the night on Sunday night, in the middle of the night. He slept <laughs> in, the, in the passenger seat. I got him to the, uh, to the course, and I wasn't even planning on staying that week, but it ended up happening so i just stayed the weekend hung out and just went to that tournament for a week but uh anyway after that after that tournament was over the deal was i had to drive this u-haul back from jacksonville because he was moving out of jacksonville at the time so oh. we we're all the way i think it was i can't remember the town but it was west florida so we had to go all across the state and he had a meeting with gary player that morning in jupiter so we get to jupiter that morning right after the tournament and he has this meeting and i just go and get some food or whatever and wait on him to get done um, it was in the morning, and when he gets done, he's like, "We're gonna go to the Grove and get lunch, to the golf course." And I and get the, I hadn't hit a golf ball in a week, so we pull up <laughs> to the Grove, um, pull up to the pro shop, and it was crazy. He had just signed his deal with Jordan Brand that day. He just re-signed it, his new oh, his wow. new deal. So we pull up, and the pros like the boss wants to see you. So we get in the cart. <laughs> so we get in the cart. 
Do you know what that means? Do you know what that meant? Yeah, like, you, oh, yeah we, I knew exactly what it meant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his Ferrari is sitting out in front of the in front of the oh, shop, so you can see it. Golly. And he sends us out there in a golf cart, and we pull up on sixteen, and you can see him. Obviously, it's you can't miss his presence. But he was playing with Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler <laughs> and two other guys, I think. And he started talk. He he talks a lot of junk. He started talking junk instantly to Warner. He's like, "You got your clubs?" He's like, "I know you got money." So I just paid you today. <laughs> just wow. paid you today. He's like, we're about to play. We're about to make the turn. And uh, he said, go grab your clubs. And I was wearing an Under Armour shirt. And he's already talking junk. He's like, you going to wear Under Armour in my golf course? <laughs> I'm, shook, I'm shaking in my boots already. So we go get our clubs. And I hadn't even get the chance to warm up. So I'm on the tee. I hadn't hit a golf ball in over a week. No swings. Ricky and Justin are sitting there and Michael. And I had to play, I had to, I had to play it in front of that. So that was fun. But yeah. the first hole went easy. That was – I played the first hole pretty easy. He didn't say anything on the first hole. And he pulls his golf cart. You can drive everywhere on that golf course. <laughs> so he pulls his golf cart up on the tee box, just staring at everybody. He looks at me. He's like, how many shots Harold give you? And Harold's like, none. <laughs> so I have to give him eight shots. And oh, he's like, there's man. no free rollers at my place. So I, I, as soon as you said that, I, I actually, I don't know what happened. I just blanked out mentally. I, it was crazy, I guess. But Harold said I chunked it way short. I, he said I hit it like thirty yards. Uh, yeah, over exaggerated. Yeah, he said I you had eighty, it, but it was like yeah. barely, barely short of the green. But it was that was the craziest day of golf I've ever had. So, so when he, he said there's no freeloaders, he was like, "We're about to play for a thousand a hole." I mean, was that basically what he? Oh, uh, we he just played for a hundred bucks. So I didn't have any money on me, so that's all. I was like, that's, that's what we did. <laughs> So, uh, did you play a full 18? Oh, yeah. We played 18. We played, I think, six guys. Uh, yeah. It was three other guys. It was just his buddies. But we played a six of them, and everybody has their own car. We probably played three hours. So, you so had I to give. Even, I didn't even have time to take the situation in. It was just, you <laughs> play so fast. It's crazy. So, you had to give Michael Jordan eight strokes. Oh, yeah. All the on, his, on, on, a course, on a course, course that he's mm-hmm. a scratch on. Yep. Like sure he's did. probably a plus one or two on that course. He's he's listed as a three, but he he was better than that. He he impressed me for sure. So so you had you just driven to... him. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, he's gonna. No, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. You had just driven Harold through the night, helped him move out, and then he just leaves you hanging out to dry on the stroke situation with Michael Jordan. Well, I hadn't got to the to Jacksonville yet to okay. drive the okay. U-Haul. That was the next thing. I didn't even know we we're gonna play golf. That day. It was just I was in gym shorts and an Auburn golf T-shirt. Did you even have? That's did you awesome. even have your clubs, or did you have to? Hit? I did have my clubs. Oh, thank God! Thank God! Yeah, I don't know what made me bring them, but I did have my clubs. Thankfully. So the question is: Did you? Does Michael Jordan have one hundred dollars of your money, or did you get a hundred dollars from him? No, uh, he sure does have my money. <laughs> oh, oh, man. The man made two birdies from the same tee as me, and it was blowing probably thirty miles an hour from the back tees. And that course is not easy. Yeah. What did he yeah. shoot? Yeah. Do you remember uh, what he shot? I don't really know what he shot. He probably shot three or four over, I guess. So I'd have had to shoot like sixty six to beat him. Yeah. <laughs> and he play, and him. he and he plays the same tees as you got. Like he, oh yeah, y'all play the same tees. I find it There's, funny because everybody that tells a story about playing with Michael Jordan at his course, nobody wins. I don't think like you, nobody wins. There's no. probably a hundred different tee boxes out there, and. They set it up differently every day based off the wind and yeah. what he wants to hit into the green. So 
it's set up in his favor, no doubt for sure. That does is, he still does he still play thirty six a day? Because that's what his his thing is. He says he plays thirty six. No, when he's a playing day. golf, he yeah, he's playing thirty six for sure. Wow. Did they have the drones then? Or was that they did have the drones. Yeah, but we didn't get any drones. I mean, you didn't have time. It was crazy. It was so fast paced. Yeah. Wow. So if like is there like how does how would anybody even get out there? Like, is there any way? I mean, you have to. I guess you just have to go with a member if they even yeah, allow. Yeah, you have to. You have to know somebody or get invited. But there's there's two gates that you got to go through. So there's no there's no way you could you could sneak in. There's no just driving by to take a pee. No, it's in Florida, and it's all it's like two or three miles off the main road, and it's like marsh and farmland. So you're not you're not sneaking out there. That's I got a uh, funny. This is kind of it's kind of along the same lines, but it's about Augusta. So. uh an uncle of my, my uncle is uh, driving through Augusta and he's like, I'm just going to like just pull down and drive the driveway and see if I can just like turn around. And if you've ever been there, like there, it's a, it's like a six lane highway. It's not just like, it's just a side road that you can, there's, there's, there's cars everywhere. So he just pulls in and obviously they stop him and he goes, oh, I made a wrong turn. I'm just going to go up here and turn around. And he goes, no, sir. What you're going to do is you're going to back right back out in that highway. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's no like it's just like the the groves. There's no way to it's, it's yeah, kind there's of the no same way deal. you could you could sneak out there. Wow. So That's you fun, uh, challenge challenge accepted. Straightaway drive and Michael has this crazy Ferrari and he just drives it. He just floors it every time out of there and he drives around with signed basketball. So when he he gets pulled over, he just hands the cop a basketball and they don't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what are you going to say to that? Yeah, These what are you going to say? You're going to give better, that guy man. a ticket when he gives you a basketball with his signature on it. That's worth like <laughs> at least $1,000. Right? Oh, not, easily. He's, oh, he could take that to eBay and get 2500 bucks right away. We probably oh, yeah, there's, It's sickening that kind of money that he deals with. We might have got some cops in Jupiter, Florida, in trouble just now. So we got to be careful. We got to be careful with that. <laughs> what, what if you like already got one? Like you pull them over and you're like, sorry, I already got a basketball. Like, what else you got in there? <laughs> what else you got in there? Well, he's pretty. His car is pretty distinguishable. So that, I mean, he doesn't. They already know who it is. Yeah, they know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably got uh, meetings in the morning. It's like, hey, this car, just don't bother with it. Don't anymore. even mess with it. Not no, today. At no. no point. He's yeah. he's generating so much revenue for Jupiter, Florida. Everybody just shut for up, sure, leave him true. alone, and 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 let him go. Dude, there's some, there's some like. Jupiter is like the place to be. It seems like is that is that it's where um is that where Medalist is as well? Where Tiger plays is? is I think Ju- I believe so. Yeah, there's a, that's the place to go for golf for sure. It's that's, a there's probably thirty tour pros down there for sure. Can you play? You I mean you can play year round basically. Like you don't have yeah. to. You don't ever have to go in. You also get a lot play. of wind down there, which is which is awesome to play in. So play. you always got tough conditions, and it's typically pretty sunny and pretty warm. So you always get to have some time to play down there what an what an experience to oh, yeah. if you had to lose a hundred dollars i'd much rather lose a hundred dollars to michael jordan than like nate or or ben so oh, he's bet, pretty adamant i'll pay it uh so i didn't have any money on me so uh i was like i'm about to spend a bunch of money in your pro shop he's like, i don't care so i had to i had to borrow a hundred dollar bill from somebody in venmo him, so that, that is hilarious. Awesome. That is hilarious. You got tool See, pros. As soon as I gave him that money, though, he looked at me. He's like, you're always welcome back. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> Charles count. Barkley has always said the two cheapest guys he knows are Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan. And <laughs> hearing this story lets me believe it even more. Oh, man, more. the, the, the that, documentary. That he's, that he's picking on a guy he doesn't even know. And he's oh. making him give 100 bucks. Oh, the he's out there in shorts and a T-shirt that he got forced <laughs> to play. 
<laughs> I realize he's the greatest of all time within two holes of playing golf with him. Just, oh, just yeah. the, way, the way he carries himself. Yeah, and for sure. he's betting on putts. He's talking shit. He's like, uh, I can't even say some of the words on here, but he's talking. <laughs> yeah. And he's backing up, too. It's like he's shooting a basketball. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He's throwing in 20-footers, and he's it's unreal. That That's just like that documentary where he was, like, rolling dice or flipping quarters or something with, like, yeah. the security guards. And they're like, you got to pay. He's like, you got to pay me. And, like, these dudes yeah. are making, like, $10 an hour. Yes. And he's taking yes. them. He's taking them for, like, 70 100 bucks it's just that's just he's crazy. an ultimate competitor he's willing to game like that for a hundred dollars i mean that's nothing to that man so yeah well, kyle you'd rather lose it to a guy who would just as soon light that hundred dollar bill on fire or or versus me or ben who have mortgages and car payments and a hundred percent like diapers yeah a hundred percent i would probably just give michael jordan a hundred dollars just to give him a hundred dollars just just to say, I gave Michael Jordan a hundred. Yeah, at least go give him eight strokes. So you like, I had to give Michael Jordan eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you I, go. So I, I can't believe 100. you got screwed on the whole strokes thing, man. That, yeah, he, he, he does that to everybody. He, he beats he beats Fowler and all those guys on a regular basis because that. I mean, if he still, the fact that the fact that he's over par from the same tee as you, and that golf course is no joke. Yeah, I mean, when, you have to career it to beat him. But <laughs> the fact that Warner. But the fact that Varner threw you and he's like, no, I don't give him strokes. Like, you should have made him pay the 100 bucks. You should have said, that's on you. Bro. You're, 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 I, I could care less in a day, man. I got, <laughs> if that was the fee to play with Michael Jordan, I was going to say, you, you, got to, you got to play it's pretty cheap. in Jupiter with MJ and Ricky for 100 bucks. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's a crazy. Day. Crazy day. I could care less that Ricky and uh, Justin were sitting there. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you guys? I've never like, been starstruck by a human like that. It's yeah. unreal. That's that's so awesome, man. Will, dude, this has been awesome. I, I feel like I feel like you you came in, you defended yourself, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it didn't sound nearly as bad as as Harold made it seem on the Subpar podcast. So I commend you for standing up for standing up for yourself. That's and, right. And you you went toe to toe with Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player, possibly the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, and, greatest athlete yes, of all time for sure. And uh, what a what a freaking experience and a story that you can tell for like the next, well, I guess forever. You can yeah, tell we'll it make, forever. We'll make sure we tag HV three in this too and let him know. Hey, <laughs> yeah, let him know. Yeah, let him you, know your boy. You can't, you can't go telling lies on people thinking you can get away with it. There's exactly. there's more to this. Somewhat accurate, I guess. But yeah, he did over exaggerated. I guess a touch. But I mean, it made it sound like you just cold topped one off the tee box, like didn't even make it to the next tee box. Yeah. I did lay the side a little bit, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, dude, Will, stay in touch with us, man, and uh, yeah, man. we'll uh, we'll love to talk. You know, talk again soon, and uh, good luck to whatever whatever you're doing now. And uh, we will hopefully, uh, like I said, hear from you soon, man. For sure, it was it was fun, guys. If you right, need dude. any playing hey. partners down in Jupiter, you let us know. We'll be more than happy to drive down and there. If, we'll we'll drive through yeah. the night too, and we'll give him a hundred bucks. I wish I was down there; it'd be awesome. And if we'll give him we'll give him a hundred dollars to go play too. We yeah. don't mind that. And if you get back into the game, man, you need a caddy. I do yes. have a top fifteen finish as a tour caddy, so I'm just yeah. want to throw that out <laughs> on there. The format well. tour, yeah. The, You've actually tour. seen me caddy in action. I don't know how I did, but. You know, I mean, yeah. you have you have I seen did, that. So I did have a top fifteen finish at the forum tour. So I'm just yep. that this I'm just gonna let make sure everybody knows that. So anyway, it's too much, too it. much walking for me. I'm not doing it. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks. I'm gonna catch you next time. Enjoy it, guys. It was fun. All thanks, right, well, I'll be good. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.